Hi there, church. It is great to be with you again. And uh, wow, another week with a lot of changes, that's for sure. And uh, it doesn't seem like we have a lot of say at the moment in, in what might happen next. Uh, a lot of our options have been removed. Uh, but can I encourage you? I believe there is always one option we have, and that is how we're going to respond and how we're going to go through circumstances like these. And over the next few weeks, Sue and I have um, designed uh, messages that are basically helping us navigate this season and keeping our inner world healthy and in a good place. So really trust that you can join us for those. Um, and so I, I just want to kick off by being really honest today. I have been in a lot of meetings in the last week or so. Um, a lot of meetings that have been around keeping people safe, uh, restructuring, of course, redeploying resources, um, trying to build a whole online platform, which is something we've never done before. And um, I guess the, the, the most general sense of those meetings has been, uh, you know, what is going to happen? What is going to happen next? And again, that whole implication of keeping people safe. And if I was honest, I'd have to say, um, it, no matter how faith-filled or optimistic I go into those meetings, uh, I come out different most of the time. Uh, I come out with a higher degree of concern. Uh, at times, I've come out, you know, with a certain amount of anxiety. I'd say even um, a bit of fear about certain things. Um, or at, at the very least, like a general sense of a of like a, a mild depression uh, caused by, by grief. And I think it's realistic to say in this time, we have lost something. There is something we're grieving, even if it's as simple as our freedom to, to live the lifestyle that we want. Um, but I think that is our reality and it will be our reality because there is a need for us to engage. Um, you know, we have to, get the information that we need. Um, we need to be informed. We need to have conversations. Uh, we're on social media, some of us. We get our news feed, wherever we get that from. Um, but I think often we don't really comprehend the residual effect of a lot of the information that's coming our way. You've often heard me say that our biggest problem is we don't think about what we're thinking about. Uh, and I think that's very true, what's rattling around on the inside of us. Um, because when I think about even concern and uh, not feeling the happiest about things, I'd have to say, I think that's an appropriate response. I mean, the fact is things have changed and you can't deny that. But I'm not convinced that appropriate is always helpful. I think there is a difference. You know, we could say, well, we're forced to think this way but it's not always helpful. And I'd like to speak into that today if I can, probably starting with a question uh, or, or my message is wrapped around a question, which is, what are you holding on to? What are you holding on to? And I, I want to take for my text, the Apostle Paul, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 13 to 14. And he says, hold fast the pattern of sound words which you've heard from me in faith and in love which are in Christ Jesus. That good thing which was committed to you 
keep by the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. Now, Paul's first application is obviously about the gospel, obviously about his preaching and his teaching, his doctrine. And he's saying, you know, you need to, uh, of everything you're being taught, you need to hold on to the stuff that is really helpful and good and sound and solid. Um, and that's the first application. But I think there's actually an application that's very helpful for us in this time. And, uh, and that is the broader application of we are hearing lots. We have information coming. We have words uh, in our world continuously at this time. And I think that we can take Paul's cue and I think that we need to actually hold on to what is sound and make sure we are not holding on to stuff which isn't, which isn't helpful to us. So I want to speak about words just for a few moments. And I guess these are just observations of what I see and and what I'm hearing. Um, But number one, and this is not a new thing, but words have tremendous power. As a matter of fact, I, I think we underestimate the power that words have to bring either hope or fear. Um, and yes, we must be aware. I'm not saying we put our fingers in our ears, but dwelling on uh, negative stuff or regurgitating negative stuff is not helpful for anyone. Uh, last weekend, I was in a secondhand shop and uh, I walked in and I was browsing around and um, and there was two people that were serving behind the counter and a couple of customers and they were engrossed in a conversation. I actually couldn't break into it. Uh, I tried and I couldn't break in. They were engaged in it and they were going for it. And it was like, you heard this and they're, they're, go- they're going to be doing this next. And what about this? And what if this happens? And honestly, it was escalating and the fear was just rising in the room. And as I observed it, I thought, you know, what this is like, it's like these guys are all gleefully throwing logs on the fire while they are the people that are on the barbecue plate. Uh, They were actually cooking themselves with uh, probably misinformation and fear and anxiety and all of those things. And I do understand we're facing something, but I think that's a scenario that's not helping anyone. Here's another thought, and and I think that words actually begin to lose their definitions in a circumstance like we're in right now. Uh, For example, you know, the word concern is a it has a very different meaning to the word fear. Um, But but they quickly become the same thing. They they synchronize if we're not careful Uh, in an environment like this. All of a sudden. Uh, what should only be a concern is a fear. And so I think we need to be careful of that. And I, I must admit, and it's not all of the media, but I must say certain segments of the media, the hyperbole that they use to sell a story. Um, as a communicator myself, I've watched people presenting things and thinking they have scripted that to sound as bad as it possibly can. They have scripted the worst case scenario. Uh, And I guess, you know, bad news sells, but it it reminded me, actually one that I saw this week, it reminded me of um, a funny meme that was going around. Forgive me if you don't look at at memes, but there was a meme 
about um, almond milk. If you remember the almond milk and the farmers and it had uh, these little almonds, nuts, and the farmers are trying to milk them, trying to find the teats to milk the almonds. And, uh, and everyone thought that was a hoot. But to tell you the truth, uh, I kind of feel that that's being done a little bit in some sections. Some of the stuff that's out there, it's like they are milking the smallest thing for the maximum amount of fear. And I think we do need to be a little bit aware of that. Um, and I think in general we are, but sometimes we don't realise just how much it does affect us. Yeah. Um, and another observation, my last observation maybe, is that words are flying everywhere at the moment. And uh, uh, I want to take a, another scripture, maybe give it a, a, an unusual sort of an application, but I, I think you can see it here. 1 Thessalonians 5, uh, verse 20 and 21, and Paul's instructing the church on prophecies. And he says, do not despise prophecies, uh, you know, which are vocal words, they're utterances. Then he says, test all things. And we're back to uh, the other phrase he uses. He uses it again here. Hold fast what is good. Test all things. Hold fast what is good. Hold fast. You know, the, 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 the sound words that you've heard from me. Test all things. Hold fast what is good. And right here, talking about prophetic utterance, the whole concept of that, the, the original word for the prophetic is to bubble up or to spring forth, literally, the whole thought is of what's in your heart is springing out. Now, in the God context, it's being moved by the Spirit of God and speaking to bring edification to people. That's, uh, that's what prophecy is meant to do. Uh, that's the first ap application. But uh, I think there's a, another application because I think we're seeing that with people, not necessarily moved by the Spirit of God, but sometimes moved by a spirit of fear or, you know, concern or misinformation or, um, you know, media hyperbole or whatever. They're springing out. Many words are coming out. And listen, here's the thought. If, if Paul says that you should test words that people feel are inspired by the Holy Spirit, man, how much more should we be testing words that are just bubbling up out of the human spirit yeah. in this whole season? So I think we need to absolutely be aware of that. And I think when people lead sentences with phrases like they say or uh, I've heard that, uh, whatever follows often has like a fear hook yeah. in it. There's a hook in it to try and pull us into into fear. And I think we need to be very aware of that. It, it reminds me of one of the Bible stories where uh, Rahab in Jericho is telling the, the Hebrew spies about the reaction of a whole nation in hearing that Israel was headed their way. And, and she says, as soon as we heard these things, this is Joshua chapter 2, verse 11. As soon as we heard these things, our hearts melted Neither did there remain any more courage in anyone. And it's like, man, there, right there, is the power of, you know, of a fearful report. But then I, I want to share a contrast, which is where we're meant to live. And there's a great contrast. The Bible has many of them to this. But Psalm 112 
verse 6 and 7. I love what it says and how the uh, New Living Translation puts it. It says, those who are righteous will be long remembered. They do not fear bad news. They confidently trust the Lord to care for them. And, and that's the space that we're meant to occupy. Yes, things will come and some of us will be affected by these things. But there's got to be a sense that our God has got us. We are confident that no matter what the circumstances are, he will bring us through them. Though I walk through the fire or go through the waters, I will fear no evil. And so I think we've got to put our confidence and our trust in God And he's the one, he's the anchor to our soul. He's the one that our words need to be springing up, inspired by his connection with us, our relationship with him and the confidence his word gives us in every situation. So I want to encourage you, don't just saddle up on someone else's fear, if you know what I mean. Um, The fact is there wouldn't be one of us, I think, in the last week or two, Um, that has heard something that is um, alarming and we haven't been tempted or we haven't actually done it, repeated it without checking the facts. There's probably not one of us that don't fall in that category and I can guarantee you that everyone around us right now is probably practicing that. So we need to be so careful to recognize these things and put a filter very intentionally on our minds to to understand where things are sometimes coming from and to guard our mind from them. As a matter of fact, it's just human nature to sort of regurgitate bad news. I'm, I'm not saying it's good, but it seems to be ingrained in us to a certain extent. And this is just my speculation, but I actually wonder sometimes whether sometimes if we don't have anything to be excited about, that Fear is like the next best stimulant that we find emotionally. And again, I think we've got to be very careful of that. So uh, can I just say, it's no accident that our hearts may be troubled at this time because we need to be informed. We need to engage the information stream. Um, But the fact is, you don't need to be a person of faith to regurgitate the bad news that something's going on. You, You don't need to be that. You need to be a person of faith to dig deep and to find words that, that inspire, words that bring hope, words that encourage, even for you. I mean, something that's going to inspire you is probably going to inspire others. And when we talk about bubbling up, I think the hope that we have within us right now at this time, it needs to bubble up. It needs to bubble up over our husbands and our wives and our children and over our family members and over our workmates. If we're able to still engage them on some level, Uh, when we go out, we need to be speaking life and hope being lights in a dark world right now at this moment. Uh, I'm not talking about shallow stuff. I'm not talking about cliches. I'm not talking about memes, although I really do appreciate the funny ones. But I'm talking about speech that is connected to believing the promise of God, a firm conviction that God can do what he's promised to do, that God is with you in this and God can even use you as an agent of healing and hope wherever you go. I love Paul's words in 1 Corinthians 15. Verse 19, and he's talking about the most difficult subject of all, death. And he says this, and he's talking to the church, 
He's talking to us and he says, if in this life only we have hope in Christ. In other words, I think it's like if church is just a cool place to go Sunday, if that's all this is, we are of all men most pitiable. Wow. I don't believe that's us. I don't believe that's anyone listening in. We've got a hope. It's anchored to the rock of Jesus Christ. And I want to encourage us. You know, Paul here, he's speaking about resurrection of the dead. And I want to encourage us, don't be so so self-centric, which we can tend to be if we're honest with ourselves. Don't be so enamored with our own lives that we're unable to find hope outside of them. In Jesus' name. Hey, I've got some questions that I want to ask us, and, and, and I, I hope this is helping right now. Here's some questions to help us think through the implications of what I've just shared. Uh, the first question is, how aware am I of the residual impact of what I'm listening to and talking about? I think we need to stop and really become aware, become self-aware of the residual impact of the things that we're allowing in and the things that we're allowing out. Uh, the fact is we even hear ourselves talk. Uh, it's a great way to learn is to speak it out. And, and sometimes that's an awesome thing when it's harnessed for good and it can be a destructive thing. So can I encourage you? Let's become aware of the residual impact. The second question, am I intentionally filtering and managing the information and opinions I'm exposed to. And I think we need to understand the difference. You know, there is information out there and there is a lot of opinion out there. So am I intentionally filtering and managing that information as it comes to me? I think that would be very helpful for you to do. Uh, My third question is, what can I say from my genuine convictions that will bring hope to myself and to those around me? What can I say from my genuine convictions that that will bring hope and life wherever I go? I think they're great questions. And um, we've actually created this week a a cafe, if we could put it that way. Uh, It's a hangout space on our Facebook group at the end of this service. So we're very intentionally hanging around And I want to invite you to hang out with friends, uh, hang out with some of our pastors and some of our great leaders, and let's keep the conversation going. That's why we're we're doing these services on a fairly short format so that they're engaging and so that the conversation continues and we actually get to connect with one one another um, in the midst of this whole thing. So uh, go over the questions, talk about how the message has spoken to your heart, maybe even just one thing that stood out to you that was helpful for you. And, uh, and I trust that you're going to have a great time. Uh, I might even get around a few of the foyers myself and hang out at the cafe too. So uh, God bless you. Let me pray for you if you would. Um, Heavenly Father, we just come to you right now. And uh, we're asking for your grace and we're asking for your help and your wisdom to navigate this season and to keep our inner worlds in a healthy place, in a place where, where we're refreshed and we're alive and we're inspired and we are hopeful so that we can be a healing agent for everyone that we meet.
In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. God bless you, church. It's been great to spend some time with you.